Hi, I'm Tim Wolf, and I want to welcome you to the inaugural podcast of A Road Less Taxing. As a financial professional, I just hate it when I see people overpay their income taxes, make bad investments, or just generally overspend, and have no idea how that is going to impact their financial futures. And that's what this podcast is all about, helping you achieve success in meeting your financial objectives. My area of expertise is in the individual and business income tax planning and preparation, where I have over 40 years of experience. I'm a certified public accountant, or CPA, as well as a certified financial planner, also known as a CFP. I've recently added the certified tax coach designation, and I also have a master's degree in income taxation. Today, I want to spend a few minutes sharing my thoughts and ideas on why I believe that nearly 100% of individuals and business taxpayers have or will significantly overpay their income taxes. Overpaying your taxes is primarily due to the lack of planning. Planning, as defined by Webster, is the act or process of making or carrying out plans. So as it relates to tax planning, we are making and then carrying out plans to eliminate or minimize the tax consequences of a particular transaction. A simple example of planning would be the sale of a stock for which you have a gain. Planning is designed to take the guesswork or the luck out of how a transaction is taxed. In our example, if you had just said one day, I'm going to sell my stock, you may or may not have got the lowest tax rate. And if you did, that would just be a favorable coincidence. Taxes are too important to rely on coincidence. As we discussed above, there are too many complexities to the tax code to think that, by coincidence, you are going to be receiving the lowest tax impact on your tax transactions. The government has written a number of tax laws that have been accumulated over time, and that is called the U.S. Tax Code. This is our set of rules that are designed to direct us on how to pay our taxes, which are then used to pay for governmental services. But the tax code has also been written for the purpose of influencing social and economic behavior. Consequently, the tax laws are not written for the purposes of helping everyone to minimize their taxes but only for those taxpayers who consciously take advantage of the tax savings opportunities written into the tax laws. The U.S. tax code is complex. The tax code is about 775,000 words long, which is about three times the combined length of the New and the Old Testaments. So what are the chances that you are going to file your tax return and pay no more tax than necessary without having a good idea of what the tax savings opportunities are that are written into those 775,000 words. I would say little to none. 
And even if you knew all the rules, you need to know when and how to properly apply a specific rule and then document your actions. And to make the tax laws even more complex, they are constanging. Just over the last three years, there have been three major laws signed, which include the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, the Secures Act of 2019, and the CARES Act of 2020. Beyond the complexity of the code, there are also mathematical errors and oversights. While many of these types of errors have been eliminated through tax software, that doesn't mean that you're still not going to have incorrect input, which might lead to a significant overpayment of taxes. And the tax software will not necessarily when to know how or when to apply a certain tax rule. And finally, that tax software you bought for $49 is not going to help you with your sophisticated tax planning needs. And if you utilize the services of a tax franchise, they are not going to help you either because their tax preparers are not trained to know how to give you advice and tax planning suggestions. In fact, tax preparers at franchises are absolutely prohibited from offering advice because the companies don't want to be sued. For every prospective client that I meet, I offer to review their past three income tax returns because I know that for every three prospects I work with, it is likely that at least one of them will have overpaid their taxes. And why do I use three years instead of two or four? Because there is a three-year statute of limitations on filing an amended return and being able to get back a refund. Let me give you a few examples of the errors I have uncovered when given the opportunity to review past returns. My favorite example is that of a client who had filed his return correctly every year, and those returns included the reporting for rental real estate tax losses. However, in the year in which he had sold his properties, he did not check a particular box in his software that would have allowed him to utilize the unused losses from those properties that had been reported in prior years and had been accumulating. Consequently, he overpaid his state and federal taxes by over $60,000. While that level of overpayment is unlikely for most taxpayers, how many taxpayers own a single piece of rental property where they might miss one single checkbox and end up paying or overpaying their taxes by several thousand dollars? For another taxpayer where I reviewed a prior return, I found that the tax preparer had made an error and cause the taxpayer to pay tax twice on the same income because the tax preparer apparently didn't discover or maybe didn't understand the rules related to stock options sold by an employee. I, for that particular client, I filed an amended return and got the client back over $15,000 in federal and state taxes. There have been many times I have been able to amend Illinois returns, which is where my practice is at, um, for clients who didn't take a tax credit based upon the real estate taxes they've paid on their principal residence. And although not an income tax issue, I've uncovered 
uh, overpaid real estate taxes for several clients because they had not taken exemptions they were entitled to. And finally, I have had several instances where clients have overpaid income taxes based upon the sale of inherited property because they didn't understand the rules related to what is called a step-up in basis or market value adjustment. Every year, the average taxpayer will pay about 20% of their total income in income and Social Security taxes. So if you'd be willing to spend the time to do some tax planning, you should be able to reasonably reduce your tax burden by at least 10% every year. That would effectively give you a tax-free 2% raise. How much of a difference could this make? Well, let's assume that over a 40-year working career, you could save an average of $2,000 each year in taxes, and then you would invest that money or save that money and get a 4% rate of return. At the end of your working career, you would be able to continue to let that money grow for an additional 20 years during your retirement period. At the end of those 60 years, you would have over $430,000. I can guarantee you that you will not pay a tax professional anywhere near that amount of money for their tax planning strategies. I hope that today's information has whet your appetite to consider listening to future editions of A Road Less Taxing. If you have comments on this podcast or suggestions for future episodes, please send your comments and suggestions to me at tim at timwolfcpa.com. And Wolf is spelled W-O-L-F-E. If you know of other financial professionals, such as insurance agents, investment managers, retirement plan distribution specialists, or charitable funding experts, and you would like to have them share their uh, expertise with this audience, I would certainly love to have the opportunity to interview them. And I would ask that you send any suggestions along with the appropriate contact information to my email. So until the next episode of A Road Less Taxing, I want to thank you for listening.